for part two. More question for you. How have you been handling or managing your grief? Well, initially, you know, I decided to get some counseling, you know, yes. and go for our family to go through grief counseling because the, the kids were just so young, you know, yeah. um, that I needed them to be able to tell me what they thought. And to be honest, it was probably when they turned about eight that they were really honest, you know, about how they felt. And uh, it wasn't great. Yeah. You know, um, I've continued to um, just continue to go through therapy and uh, myself personally, and just make sure that they had people and role models like family members, you know, uh, the male role models that we have in our lives and yeah. things like that. Um, you know, when they went to school, you know, they knew that, you know, Leo had passed, you know, at that time. So at those key times, you know, those dates, you know, when it when you know, of knowing, you know, they know right around Valentine's Day, you know, that we, we both did dates, you know, mm -hmm. and so Leo took Orlando to see a movie. I went with Olivia to see a movie. Okay. So they know in February that that's like around the time that he died because they, they were really young. Um, something else that I do is I try not to remind them of the key dates, um, but I do make sure that, you know, it, I've always tried to make sure as they've grown up that they, that people who can support them in school and stuff like that are aware mm -hmm. that they may feel some kind of way pretty early on. Okay. But, you know, with all the memories and stuff like that, that's the thing that we do the most is, you know, share memories and the pictures mm -hmm. where you know, he was asleep and they got a hold of some powder. They couldn't even walk. They couldn't even walk. And they got a hold of baby powder by the bed when he was taking a nap. And they just covered him with, I mean, from head to belly, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, just tumbling around the bed. And he was asleep and it's the best picture ever. And so I go and find things like that. And I do slideshows, you know, seasonal mm -hmm. stuff to where, like Halloween's coming up. So they'll be able to see some of their first words, you know, even just not even being enunciate, you know, able to enunciate, you know, yeah. undo, you know, they weren't doing, you know, consonants and stuff like that. And so it's just about keeping his memory alive, uh, getting the help definitely for me to continue to strive after, you know, uh, you know, raising them over the last what, eight years, you know, yeah. just on my own. Um, and, you know, just allowing them opportunities to be able to, they talk to me whenever they feel like they need to, but they're also, they have relationships with their dad's family. You know, their grandma is still alive. You know, they okay. still have aunts and uncles. Um, we got a big trip planned to go back to um, Texas, you know, uh -huh. at Thanksgiving time. And so, just making sure that the culture stays alive, making homemade tortillas, you know, I'm like, well, just oh, whatever yes. it is, you know, from both sides of the fence. So they, yeah. they have things all the time to relate to, to their dad and then to, you know, both sides of the family, but yeah. definitely lots of memories and lots of, I mean, I'm a, and I'm like Irene. So I was a, 
a theater, you know, and a communications multimedia person. So Mm -hmm. I knew to capture those moments as the years went, because I knew early on, we didn't have twins until we were four years married. We were just the two of us, Yeah, you know? And so I knew to keep, you know, all of those memories for them so that they would, they would be able to grasp onto it. For me personally, Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done great. You know, I, I could say that, you know, you say you deal with grief good and then you can deal with it in not so good ways. Yeah. And I did not do the best over, you know, at times, you mm-hmm. know, to, I just don't think it's, it's a right or wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I can say that, but I can just say it's just been, it was challenging um, at times. Mm -hmm. And and whenever they do something new, you know, that's when I deal with the hardest, you know, the start of school or big Mm -hmm. accomplishments, you know, big, big things, you know, going from even just this year, you know, they'll be, they're in eighth grade and then they'll be freshmen in high school. Like it just takes little small things to kind of help, you know, to kind of make me feel not so, great like and I miss it tremendously mm-hmm. yeah yeah and mm-hmm. uh so I do counseling you know I, yeah. I do therapy and I, I go to counseling and uh you know like I said just my own spiritual you know life and mm-hmm. and you know and beliefs and having you know good people around us you know we have a really good support system I can't complain about that you know where we yeah. are now at Bethel College was where God designed for us to be. And so this is where I discovered myself because Mm -hmm. I'm an alumni of Bethel College and I got to, I'm in a position to rediscover the things that I'm passionate about and look at, you know, my old little, you know, stomping grounds and and the memories Mm -hmm. of the relationships. So, but the stages of grief, you know, they are, you know, we can get stuck in one and mm-hmm. I stayed with depression. And so when I say I didn't deal with it the best way, that's an area where I just kind of stayed there. Uh, acceptance, eventually, you know, yeah, feeling like, you know, okay, I might want to go to the movies with somebody or have a companion, but it took a lot of years, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to get to that mm-hmm that place you know after you know not not having him here and stuff so yeah but yeah yeah, um that's kind of you know what I've done you know outside of just honestly with my family they have been a really big support system after losing my mom but it it was like after losing her that it's like okay now I can relate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this must be really hard you know hard, hard for you in and it's that just, gave me a lot of relief, you know, to yeah. Oh yeah. I just think about like you triggered something when you said, you know, it's just how God just does things well, like how you're back at Bethel. And just thinking about like our friendships, like the peaks and the valleys and you know, the ebbs and the flows, and mm-hmm. just thinking about your happiest um outside of your marriage to Leo, but just us, you know growing up and learning who you were when you were at Bethel, you know, you were singing, you were in plays, you were, mm-hmm. you know, you were like, you were everything like queen of Bethel, right? Everybody loved you and you were at your best. And 
just thinking how you went through so much, you know, in your life and how God brought you back to that place, you know, of where you had the most peace and where you thrived. And when you said, I was like, that's right. You know, and I just think that you're able to, you know, like the healing, you're able to heal a little bit more. Um, You have, like you said, a good support system. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you're starting to be in a good place and, you know, we haven't, we haven't said it yet, but, um, you know, our relationship with God has really helped us uh, get through grief, knowing, um, where our loved ones went. Cause when we have people that die in Christ, the grief is there, but the peace of knowing, like, I'm going to see them again. Yes. And you know, where they are, it it doesn't make the grief easier, but it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. I was grieving, you know, I grieved over my grandparents and I grieved over my dad, but you know, they, they come, came to me in dreams, you know, uh, my grandfather comes to me periodically and lets me know everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Or I can have a dream and he's just sitting there and I'm like, and I know like, he's my guardian angel. Like he's watching me. So mm-hmm. I think like, those things are comforting. Like they help you get through, like when you're having a bad time, like I know Leo is watching over your children and watching, you know, over you. And, and I think it just gives you, you know, a little bit of um, peace of mind. Like when you, when you're feeling down. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the penny from heaven? I have. Okay. So that's our thing with Leo is whenever we're doing something really major or something that he's really proud of. And I could even say this weekend, I hung some, I hung my laundry up. Like I was, my room was like sparkling clean. And then I looked outside my closet and there was just a penny there. And that's him saying, Hey, you did good because he was really good. You know, he preferred to do the laundry, you know, and I didn't, I wasn't used to that, but he was just that kind of guy. He Mm -hmm. shopped for all my clothes so I w- I'm not a shopper, you know that, Irene. And so <laughs> my perfumes, my clothes, you know, all those things. And then when the kids do something major, there's a penny somewhere. And so we always find those pennies and then we put them, you know, the Olivia has her own container that she puts them in because it's a penny from heaven. That's daddy yeah. saying, good job. And Orlando finds his pennies. And when there's a penny, then that means daddy is looking. And we yeah. have so many pennies. They'll probably be able to go to Disney World or something. Ain't no telling. <laughs> but we, you know, that's what we've done over the last, you know, yeah. eight years or so. It's just finding those things that really give you meaning uh, yeah. and making a meaning out of the loss is important. Absolutely. That's good. And look, it's funny. We all have like our own journeys. We've all mm-hmm. dealt with death so different but yet yeah. the same the impact like we listen to you know you know yeah we're Kirana's the oldest but you know planning her father's funeral was very easy you know mm-hmm. they just had to just execute his plans mm-hmm. you know, mine you know um not so much I had to take a, a large leadership role and mm-hmm. really all of the major deaths I've had I've had to step up and then Shawana we know that you're the knee baby <laughs> you know, child number nine. And so a lot of times that looked a little different for you because you have so many, um, yeah. you know, so many siblings. 
But, you know, like you said in the beginning, Kiran, it's so much easier when you have your siblings yes. and people that can go through it with you, not only your siblings, but your friends. Like this yes. is what our whole podcast is about, mm-hmm. you know, just bringing it back to why friendships and relationships are so for- so important because both of you guys have been with me through death. I've been with both of you guys through death and we still are going through, yes. you know, just the grieving process. And it's, mm-hmm. I can call either one of you and say, Hey, I'm not having a good day. Or you guys can call me and say, Hey, you know what? I'm not having a good day. And we're yeah. able to sympathize and emphasize, empathize with each other. Yes. And that's what makes friendships amazing. Like it's just an, a valuable relationship that I wish everybody could experience the level of friendships that and connections that I have. Um, you know, with both of you. And so Shawana, we cannot wrap our podcast and we cannot let you leave without asking our two signature questions. <laughs> ask all of our guests. Yes. So we're yes, going to ask yes. you the same. So I'll ask the first one, Kiran, you can ask the second one in as you conclude the show. So I'm going to ask the hard one. So what is your green, no, your red flag, your red flag when it comes to friendships, what is your red flag? Irene, you should have sent this to me earlier today because you know it takes me a while to process things. <laughs> so I'll be answering you tomorrow morning about something. No, no, you can, you know what is a red? I kind of know your answer, but what's a the red, red flag, flag for friendships? Uh-huh. Is, um. One thing that I really value, and, and I always tell my kids, you know, because they, they, they aspire to have, you know, to accumulate friends. You know, they like to say everybody's a friend. Yeah. And everybody is not your friend. Right, right, <laughs> they're, right. They're, they're acquaintances. And so I always say, mom has, I have, I can count my friends on one hand. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I say is I can count them on one hand. And the other thing that I really look for is that there cannot be a limit on the amount of time or how frequent we talk mm-hmm. because life is busy. And, it, and if you really have a true, true friend who knows you, they don't need to have no problems with the fact that they ain't heard from you in the month. Yeah, You know, like yeah. there's no time limit on it. You just pick up where you left off. And mm-hmm. you have that love and that caring and that engagement with them as if you just talked yesterday or 30 minutes ago, right. you know, so I don't, I, a red flag is people who have hard feelings. Hard feelings. <laughs> about communicating on a I got you. basis. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 don't have, I don't have time for that. I mean, I can't, I already have, you have eight twins, Phoenix, so, preteen mm-hmm. twins. Irene. <laughs> Um, eight sisters. When we yes. met, when we were 13, what did I tell you? I actually said, I'm not looking for no new friends. And I always say that because I have eight sisters. Do you yeah. know how complicated yeah. that is? Because I love all of them. Mm-hmm. And I can spend my whole week and night and a couple of weeks just having conversations with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and so my family is so large that and we were taught to be there for each other and yeah. so you guys are very close too i don't yeah. have any time you know to to do a whole bunch of you know making sure you're okay so that i'm okay right right right, right. 
Yeah, let's just do this when we do it. And when yeah. we need each other, we can say, hey, I need you. I could tell Irene. Yeah. You know, is this a good time? And I may not even have to tell her that. She's very busy, but if I call her, she's going to answer. Yeah. And if yeah. she's not going to answer, she will call me back. Right, right, right. And I know that. So no time constraints or, you know, frequency is mm-hmm. one red flag for me personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other one is just keeping confidence. Absolutely. You got to tell everybody everything, you know, yeah. that you're yeah. sharing. So you got to make sure that they can keep the confidence. Yeah. So a friend that talks too much is a red flag. <laughs> or a person, a person that talks too much. <laughs> you don't have to tell what I'm telling you. Exactly. Because exactly. I'm talking to I'm talking to you. If I wanted other people to know, I would go on Facebook and social media and post it, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. There's ways to tell everybody your business, but right. there's only, you know, a true, true friend to me is one that would keep that stuff really close because sometimes, you know, that that information. It's not good in other people's hands mm-hmm. and you just don't need that. So I, I my circle is very tight. It's very mm-hmm. close. It's very conservative. And like I said, I got, I can count on one hand who I'm going to call if I'm, if I'm needing to talk about something that's very sensitive or anything mm-hmm. that, that I am dealing with. I mm-hmm. won't even talk to coworkers. Like that's, you know, like, no, yeah, <laughs> people yeah. I work with, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you just can't do that. So no, yeah. that's no, Mm-mm. my yeah. circle is, you know, is the way that it is, but a red flag definitely would be somebody who can't keep the confidence. Mm-hmm. That's good. Of what we're talking that is about. Good. That's good. So I'm, I'm going to flip it on you. So that was your, that was your red flags. So what are some green flags or, or um, green indicators to let you know that, yep, she or he is the one to keep close? Shoot. Well, I haven't made any new friends. So I would think, you know, my biggest value is somebody who, and I'm not saying this to you, Karan, because we can, you know, we can, Karan, we can actually, because you're connected to Irene, uh-huh. we, can connect, we can connect, but yeah. she wouldn't be happy about that um, yes, on, a regular, on a regular basis. Okay, so I have one sister, Trina, who has friends, and in my, my family likes my friends. Yeah. They're like, you have really good friends, you yeah. know, and so... Yeah, her and sisters I, I think, have always treated me like a sister. Yeah. A green, a green flag for me is that you are willing to get to know me. Like, and that you know me. So for me, a green flag actually honestly is a history. So okay. I value people who've known me and and that know me or are willing to or open to getting to know me without me having to be different or change who I truly am. So I have to be comfortable with you to be yeah. in my environment. Okay. You know, um, if, if you come in my house and you eat my food and you get mm-hmm. to meet my kids and stuff like that, that means I'm comfortable with you being in my environment. So okay. if I said, come to my house to eat, mm-hmm. then that is like golden. Okay. Because I trust you enough to be in my world 
And so okay. a green flag would be somebody who I can, I feel like I can trust. And I, I, like I said, I don't have any, I don't even know that I have any new friends. I, I, it's been years because I never really looked for new friends. I mean, mm -hmm. I have a, you know, I, ha I have the people that I have and I'm okay with that at, at 50 years old. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, you know, um, other than that, it would just probably be just having something in common with them, you know, yeah. to, uh, be able to, to relate to them and, and to take you as you are or have nothing at all, as Mary J. Blash says. <laughs> yeah, I need that. And uh, I don't run across it very often, but I, don't, I also don't seek it, you know. And so yeah. that's that's something that I probably need to work on. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I don't really look for that. I just go with what I got. Yeah. I mean, and, and, that, and that's, that's fine. You said, you said you got, you look, you got your five, your, your fave five. <laughs> on hand. Your fave it ain't four, even, it ain't even five of right. them. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> yeah. I always say, you know, as if you got one somebody, you good. You know, look, you got five. <laughs> you real good. <laughs> I got I got nine siblings, and yeah. then I can count on one hand the other ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got you. That's that's good. That's, that's good. good. So yeah, we gotta shout out your sister. So we want them to watch and shout them out. Like I said, uh, they all enjoy. People. They all enjoy these podcasts. I don't know uh, who exactly watches them, but I mean, I'm, it's it's available everywhere. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I watch it at work uh, whenever you say it's live. I have my Me, thank air, you, girl. My, yes, yes. my kid, my kids say, "Mom, you got your um, I got my beats in my ear." <laughs> And I'm I'm listening to the bestie advice. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so again, um, besties out there, we want to thank you all as far as for joining us um, for our episode on today about managing and handling uh, grief. And I do just want to add on, um, it's a cliche out there that says um, time will heal. When it comes to dealing with the grief, I don't think that that's a real thing. Um, I just believe that your healing will just be your healing. It's not a certain time frame. It's not get over in a year, get over in two years, take as long as you take, just as Absolutely. long as you are managing it well. And yes, there will always be triggers. You can be watching TV, you know, and something to trigger you. It could be a conversation. It could be the person's birthday that comes around, holidays as Shawanda, you know, Shawanda has actually shared with us. So it can be anything, but I would say, cry. If you have to cry, cry. If you got to call somebody, call somebody, do whatever it is. You have to seek counseling, seek counseling. Yes, we have God in our lives, but God also created counselors yes, and therapists. See, so if it. you have to reach out and go and get another level of, of input and another level of people that's going to actually help you to get through that particular time in your life, do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. Manage it well and always have someone there with you whether it's a sibling or a friend or your pastor or your, your first lady or co-worker whoever you have connected with that yeah. you trust and as Shawana has said is going to keep your business your business then I would say go ahead and actually reach out to them and have some real conversations so Shawana is it anything you know that you just want to share as far as um 
or any tips you want to share as far as with our audience? This is amen, first lady, lady, and a first and a first lady, amen. So, <laughs> you finished it because you know, mm -hmm. I mean, crying mm -hmm. is something that I don't do a lot because I don't mm -hmm. want the kids to see me do it. Mm -hmm. But it is so cleansing and it is yeah. so helpful and it's yes, it's it important, you know, yes. and it's taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I can schedule massages. I do all yes. kinds of things around those key so dates. Yes. Those, that key time, I'll get yes. these nails done, my feet done. And I'll be in their business crying. They don't even know why, but I got to take care of myself. Yeah. You know, yes. and so, yes. yeah, I mean, it's important to do a lot of self-care. And, mm -hmm. and if you work, this is something that I did realize is if mm -hmm. you work and it becomes an issue, like with your job, you know, mm -hmm. There's a lot that you can do to be able to have the time that you need to grieve properly for jobs. Yes. And so yes. don't be hesitant to go to your human resources professionals because I've had to, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I was the one who worked in my family. So to lose my husband and not, you know, and, and figure out how to take care of the kids, it was really challenged to try to find that balance and figure yeah. out how am I there for them and how am I here for me? You know, yeah. and so there's lots of opportunities to reach out to resources within your workplace. If you're yes. dealing with something like that and you're having difficulty, you know, use your therapy, use your counselor. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's lots of things that you can do formally to have time that you need if you need that to, to grieve properly. Absolutely. And to even if you're dealing with a difficulty or illness like mm -hmm. I did, you know, I, mm -hmm. I had a lot of things in place for me to allow me to be able to be there with my husband yes. instead of, you know, instead of having to go to work and know that he was in the hospital and by himself and, you know, yeah. just stuff like that, you know, yeah. it's just, there's so many levels to it. Reach out, get the resources um, and find ways to be able to take care of yourself. Cause there's a lot out there that will protect you from, you know, losing your job or, or and things like that but you have to talk and you have to know you know know your rights and what you're able to to do and that's the only thing I think that I probably made a note of is that um in a workplace you know yeah. when you yeah. grieve in a workplace and you're working and even if you happen to be a breadwinner you know yes. or the person that's that's working for the family on the behalf of the family you have rights you know, you definitely have rights and, and there's help out there, you yes. know, for, for you to, to do what you need to do. So I think that's probably one of the most challenging things that I probably dealt with, with Leo. And then everything else was easier because, you know, like you guys shared, my mom had plans, mm -hmm. my dad had plans, you know, my, my aunt had plans. So it was just easier. Yeah. Yeah. And just being good to the people that you yes. love, you know while they're here yes yeah. absolutely absolutely hours yes and time waits for no one so i'm in agreement with with shawana you know Good make job. sure that you do what you have to do to spend time um um with with your family whether you are stopping by to visit them calling them oh, yeah. texting them reach out to your family just to tell them that that you love them and i'm even i've even gotten into this habit where it's like even, even with talking to irene we'll be on the phone and at the end i'm like love you girl <laughs> so on the phone with my mom <laughs> love you my yes. sister love you like at the end of, of every conversation i'm making that you know known 
or whatever that I, I, I love y'all, you know, whatever. Yeah. If this may be our last time, know that I love you. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this yeah. guy, my dad would get phone calls because he would be hanging up, you know, from talking mm -hmm. to me. And I would call him back and tell him, I said, I love you. And then he would just hang up abruptly. Wonderful Southern gentleman, you know, <laughs> the best of the best. And I would call him back. And I was the only one out of 10 kids who would challenge him to say, I love you too. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you're just so spoiled and rotten. And I said, <laughs> hey, I need him to tell me that. Yeah. Right. And I need him to say it back to me. And you can't hang up without telling me that. Yeah. So I was always the one. And, you know, it, it, even though he's a more recent loss, mm -hmm. I loved him and I loved him well. And he loved me back and he accepted me for what I needed from him. And I and even though, you know, it, it could get rough a little bit because you got to give a lot of respect from. Yeah to you know your elders I still told him what I wanted and what I needed from him as yeah. my dad and yeah. uh, I can't say grief is easier but I have definitely learned as time has went about mm -hmm. how to treat people that I love and to yeah. tell them that I love them mm -hmm. and to do the best that I can no matter what yeah. you know every day to the fullest just live it and in, enjoy them. And I can't make all those phone calls every day. So we can't yeah. be conditional, right? Right, right, <laughs> that's, right. That's exactly. No, you can't right, do it. Right, right. But in right. that moment, you know, you really value that time with them whenever you get to spend it. And then you kind of go, you know, you just kind of go from there. Yes, know? absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, we thank you all for joining us. And we thank our special guest, Shawana Gonzalez, for joining us as well. Um, to each of you, we love you all. We hope that you all have found this episode very informative and you actually um, have gotten some tips on how to manage your grief as well. Until our next episode, besties, we love you all and we thank you so much for joining us. Bye, yeah. besties. Bye. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. See you next time.